It's July 29th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. Chris Kotnor is out on special assignment. Our top story today, a Reuters investigation has found that Russia's success at capturing the Chernobyl nuclear power plant was no accident, but part of a long-standing Kremlin operation to infiltrate the Ukrainian state with secret agents. Five people with knowledge of the Kremlin's preparations said war planners around President Vladimir Putin believed that aided by these agents, Russia would require only a small military force and a few days to force Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky's administration to quit, flee, or capitulate. At the time of the invasion, the Secretary of Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council, Oleski Danilov, said Russia had agents in the Ukrainian defense, security, and law enforcement sectors. Read more of this explosive investigation in Reuters. The United Nations had been hoping for the first ship to leave Ukraine's Odessa port with grain bound for global markets yesterday, but procedural details for safe passage are still being worked out, the organization's chief aid coordinator said. He noted that the parties need to get the exact location of safe passage corridors absolutely nailed down, adding, I think we'll see this very quickly. Also delaying the exports is the commercial side of the operation as there is a lot of detail that's necessary to share with shipping and insurance companies, he added. Ambassadors from G7 countries visited Odessa yesterday in a sign of support for the deal and the ongoing negotiations around safe passage. Elsewhere, U.S. President Joe Biden and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping have warned each other over Taiwan during a call that took place yesterday and lasted more than four hours. President Biden said that the U.S. strongly opposed any unilateral moves to change the island's status, but, he added, the U.S. policy on Taiwan had not changed. Beijing said Mr. Xi had told Mr. Biden to abide by the One China principle, warning him that, Whoever plays with fire will get burnt. Tensions over the issue have increased ahead of a rumored plan for U.S. House of Representatives Speaker Nancy Pelosi to visit Taiwan. The Eurozone economy expanded more than expected in the second quarter, while inflation in July overshot expectations once again to hit a record high data released by the EU Statistics Agency showed today. The Eurozone economy grew by 0.7% over the quarter, accelerating from 0.5% in the first three months of the year. The strong performance was driven by rapid growth in Spain and Italy. Meanwhile, headline inflation accelerated to 8.9% in July, up from 8.6% in June. Colombia's new left-wing president, Gustavo Petro, will re-establish diplomatic relations with Venezuela when he takes office on August 7th. Yesterday, Venezuela's foreign minister, Carlos Faria, 
and the foreign minister-elect of Colombia, Alvaro Leva, made a joint declaration in the Venezuelan border city of San Cristobal. Leva said both sides wanted to see the gradual normalization of bilateral relations from August 7th by naming ambassadors and diplomatic and consular officials. Faria confirmed one item on the agenda was the gradual opening of the border. Relations had functionally ended between the two countries in 2019 when Colombia's outgoing president, Ivan Duque, refused to recognize the election of Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro, who, as a factual matter, was not elected in a free and fair election. Protests against Guinea's military government and its handling of plans to return to democracy have brought the capital to a standstill, with organizers saying one person was killed. The National Front for the Defense of the Constitution said one person died after being hit by a bullet and that several others had been injured during the protests yesterday. The National Front for the Defense of the Constitution is an influential political coalition that called for the demonstrations last week to condemn the military's unilateral management of a return to civilian rule after it seized power in 2021. The military installed a new government last October after they performed a coup against President Alpha Conde, who attempted to extend his hold on power for a third term, sparking widespread anger. Africa still does not have a single dose of the monkeypox vaccine, even though it's the only continent to have documented deaths from the disease, its public health agency announced yesterday. Less than a week ago, the World Health Organization declared monkeypox an extraordinary situation that qualifies as a global health emergency. To date, more than 20,000 cases have been reported in 77 countries, more than 2,100 of which have been recorded in 11 African countries where 75 people have died, the Africa CDC director said. It's crazy to me that we're making the exact same mistakes we made with the COVID-19 pandemic, except worse, because we've known about monkeypox for years and have a vaccine already made. While monkeypox is manageable with the help of the vaccine, it's clear that we're not ready for another COVID-like pandemic. We need to make investments now to prepare, because unfortunately, Monkeypox won't be the last disease outbreak that we'll have to deal with, and we cannot continue to leave developing countries behind. In lighter news, a Northern California burglar returned to the scene of the crime this weekend after he forgot his keys inside a donut company's corporate office. The thief stole some petty cash from Johnny Donut's office in the San Francisco Bay Area on Saturday night, police said. And while the suspect is still at large, Craig Bloom, the founder of Johnny Donuts, seems pretty cool with it, saying, It was an unfortunate incident, but we're glad no donuts or team members were harmed. Sometimes even the thought of a donut makes you do crazy things. That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. 
members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, I'll speak with Ollie Wine about his new book, America's Great Power Opportunity, Revitalizing U.S. Foreign Policy to Meet the Challenges of Strategic Competition. If you have questions for Ollie, become a member to share them with us on our Slack channel. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into Words Matter tonight to your Kavita Patel and Norm Ornstein talking about the economy and the Inflation Reduction Act. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>